Welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. Today it is January 6th and we are approaching the super wild card weekend. And of course, we're going to be recapping week 17 as well. Wild week 17, but we got a really bizarre wild card weekend. We have six games, not not uh, not four, but six and three on each side, AFC, NFC. We finally whittled down our playoff teams. And as always, joining us, it's Aiden Kitts. The Coost returns to the Tommy Line podcast. Aiden, how are you doing this evening, my man? Doing great. Uh, happy to be on the show once again. It was a really fun week of football, as we anticipated on last week's pod, and sort of culminated in in a crazy game that only 2020 could deliver, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, so let's start with that Week 17 Sunday night. We already were kind of baffled that this game was on Sunday night because the Eagles really had nothing to play for, and the football team had everything to play for. And really it comes down to somehow Jalen Hurts leaving the game, and I walked in because it's actually funny. I was out. Uh, I was. Uh, I had another uh, prior engagement, and uh, I actually missed most of that Sunday night game. And I walked in in the fourth quarter, and I see Nate Sudfeld instead of Jalen Hurts. What? And I was like, "Is Hurts injured? What? Well, what's going on here?" And it turns out he just he got pulled. I what 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 is going on there, Aiden? Yeah, it was a weird. Uh you know, moved by, by Doug Peterson. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it because he had said earlier in the week that Sudfeld might get some snaps. Um, so, you know, I think it caught a lot of people off guard, myself included, but had we, you know, kind of paid attention to what he had said earlier in the week, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have, but I can kind of walk you through my viewing experience of this game. Of course, I was tuned in from the start, given that my Giants had, beating the Cowboys earlier in the day, and this game was going to decide our fate as far as the playoffs. So I turned the game on, and, you know, it's a close game, and, and I'm impressed with how the Eagles are playing and, and kind of underwhelmed by how the, the football team's playing because, like you said, it was a must-win game for Washington. And for Philly, really, there was there was nothing to play for other than pride, at, you know, at their home stadium. So, you know, when Washington kind of came out the gate slow and, you know, it was a close game, um, I'm thinking, hey, maybe we have a little bit of a shot here. And, uh, you know, then Smith throws the pick. This this was really the turning point. So I think it was in, in the third quarter, Smith throws a pick. And I'm, I'm excited. They, they were down three at this point. It was 17-14 football team. Eagles down three. They pick Smith off, like, in the red zone. Like, they were on – they started on Washington's 15, I think. And they go four and out with it, it culminates with Peterson uh, going for it on fourth and 10, like fourth and goal from the 10 yard line. And it was at that point that I realized, okay, he, he doesn't care about this game at all. He is completely tanking this game. So I'm thinking to myself, this is not good because it was an obvious field goal situation. They were down three in the third quarter. He goes for it on fourth and 10, you know, fourth and goal from the 10. And, I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. Then I check Twitter and I see Mike Garofolo, uh from the NFL Network, great reporter for the NFL Network, 
And what does he tweet? He tweets, Nate Sedfeld is taking snaps on the sideline, about to go into the game. Washington throws another interception. Sudfeld goes in the game. The rest is history. There was a pick. He loses the fumble, which was really more in the center's fault. Didn't play well. Um, crushed my dreams. You know, you've got Giants players tweeting, like, why is – I think Darius Slayton, our receiver, was like, why on God's green earth is Jalen Hurts not in this game? Yeah. So it was just like a lot, a lot of pain for Giants Nation. But at the end of the day, the team was 6-10. and 10. You can't really complain when yeah. your team goes 6-10. and you don't have a right to be in the playoffs. It well, was just yeah. sort of shocking, you know? Well, and, you know, I, I was shocked just as much as you guys were. And I really had no pony in any of these races. But to have that happen, I mean, and it was shocking because I texted our mutual friend, well, my cousin, my best friend, your, your good friend as well, Patrick Feltz. And I texted, right. hey, Nate Sudfeld is in this ball game. And Patrick's like, what? Sudfeld's in. And, Pat loves Sudfeld. He, he thinks the world of Sudfeld. And he didn't even know he was in the game. That's how baffled I think people were. Because it's like, you mm-hmm. know, wait, wait, what, what's going on? I mean, I, I had no idea why Jalen Hurts was, was not in there. I was like, you know, is he injured? Maybe he tweaked something. No, he's just standing on the sideline with a coat, just like chilling out. I'm like, are, are yep. you kidding me? And then Peterson's like, uh, we just wanted to see what Sudfeld had. We, we wanted to give him some reps. Are you kidding me? That, that and you Dude, know what? He's been there yeah. for three years or four years. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, so, and you know this more than anybody, and I, I think you're the authority of the NFC East on this podcast. Out of all four of those teams, I know every one of them is like a mini rivalry in and of themselves, but would you say that the Giants-Eagles historically is probably you two are the most hated? Or No, no, no. I mean, do you guys, what I meant to say was, do you do you hate if you're a Giants fan? You hate the Eagles the most, right? That that's yeah. where yeah, that's, my understanding is, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. because there always has been a thing between the Eagles and the Giants that I don't think Eagles, Cowboys, Washington, Dallas. You know, Washington, Dallas is kind of the historic rivalry in the conference, but then you get Eagles, Giants, and that is just absolutely pure hatred. Um, well, yeah. It gets in into, it, yeah, I mean, it, it gets into, like, city pride. I mean, you got New Yorkers versus Philly guys, right? That's always the rivalry. And, uh, look, this rivalry, there was already a lot of hate uh, between these two teams. I can tell you this. The Giants players will, will if there's an opportunity for the Giants to run up the score next year on, on Philly, it's going to happen because they were not happy with this. They Look, like, I've seen a lot of people, and we could just get this Giants stuff out of the way. You know, I've seen a lot of people criticizing Giants fans, criticizing Joe Judge uh, for what he had to say on the matter. And, look, we all realize that this is a 6-10 and 10 team that can't really be complaining. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we were thrilled with Peterson's decision. Like, you know, I, I can recognize that my team was – in any other year, not going to be a, anywhere near a playoff team versus, but I can also be a, just sit there and be a fan. And while it's happening, be thinking, what is this guy doing and be furious? Um, so some of the discourse on Twitter and social media about, Oh, Joe judge is trying to be a fake tough guy. It's about like, Oh, this just kind of disrespected the game. One idiot was like, yeah, Saquon Barkley is going to be sick one day when the, 
Giants have the division locked up and Joe Judge gives them 32 carries out of respect for the game. And I'm like, all right, like that's you just that's a completely different situation. Um, but look, I sat here on this podcast last week and told you I'd be okay with losing our game to Dallas. That didn't happen. Why did I say that? Because we were going to move up draft spots. We would be picking seventh had we lost that game. Now we're picking 11th. So I can't kill Doug Peterson in Philly because had they won the game, they would have picked ninth. Now they're picking sixth. They gained three draft positions. It's just some of his reasoning, like you said, you know, like you want to see what you have. He talked about, well, I, I always coach to win. I just felt like he, uh, Nate gave us the best chance to win the game. Like, come on, man. I just think in the back of my mind, if I'm Doug Peterson, it's just the ultimate F you to New York Giants fans. It's like, hey, Giants fans, right. we really hate you. How about you go, yeah, here you go, right, right to you, right? Middle finger right to you. Keep in mind. He was uh he was Alex Smith's old offensive coordinator in Kansas City, so maybe he was throwing his buddy a bone and, and giving the, the finger to the Giants. Yeah. And I mean, I think right now Alex Smith's a lock for comeback player of the year. I think we discussed that Absolutely. at length. I think now it's definitely secure. He has a playoff spot. That he's definitely getting comeback player of the year. At this point. Absolutely. And he looked objectively awful against Philly, but he absolutely deserves it. Yeah. So, uh, week 17 also provided some AFC South drama with the Colts and the Titans. Um, I was... That's right. uh, I I caught a little bit of that Titans-Texans game, but there was kind of a crazy ending. And I know the Colts had won, but, boy, by the skin of our teeth, I tell you that. Um, It was was Mm -hmm. rough to watch uh, for a little while there. But uh, Jonathan Taylor continued to uh, play with some success, and uh, now the Colts are, are going to have a tough, tough out in the playoffs. It's going to be tough for them in the playoffs, but we made it, so that's that's really the key there. And we want to also thank yeah, Miami for, for making the ultimate sacrifice. So thank you, thank you, Miami, for losing. Yeah, Miami. Wow. Um, <laughs> any Brian Flores. Any Brian Flores coach of the year hype came to a screeching halt. Um, anytime you give up 56 points in a must-win game where the other team only played their starters for one half is pretty, pretty bad. So Miami, look, they had a great year, but to come out and do that, two of those three picks, um, yikes. Yeah. I think Matt Barkley's going to get the Pac-10 player of the week this week, so. Congratulations okay, to Matt Barker for that. Um, and, and you know, with the Colts game, just to touch on that, um, yeah, no, it was weird, but it's kind of how the Colts have been this year. They've had some weird results, uh, but I'm impressed. I, I love Jonathan Taylor. I know, you know, Pat and I had talked earlier in the year. We were just texting about this where we had been so disappointed in him, and now he has really just completed one of the – one of the weirdest, greatest uh, mid-season turnarounds in, in history, oh, yeah. and as I can remember. Very much. Uh, um, I know we. I have a, a friend who was – he happened to have tickets in the – like he's a big Colts guy, and he had, happened to have tickets in like the, the family section. So he was sitting with Jonathan Taylor's mom and girlfriend uh, as, as he had this awesome game, and he said, you know, they were super excited and talking to him kind of just how, how Taylor really – just kind of change up his approach and, and it's helped him out. So he, he has been a, a fun player to watch and he is the key and we'll get into this later, but he's the key for 
for going into that that cold weather up in Buffalo, New York. If I were to tell you that he was the third leading rusher this year, how baffled would you be? Crazy. I can't crazy. believe it. It's, crazy. it's almost like a misprint. I just can't believe that. I mean, to hear behind yeah. Henry and Dalvin Cook, I mean, I just couldn't. It, it it's incredible. I'm I'm proud of him. Um, and he's kind of finally living up to that uh, potential and, and finding the holes and really starting to, to crack the whip there uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because it's like I, I was critical of him because, you know, a lot of it was, was a mental thing where he, he wasn't hitting holes, his vision was poor, you know, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, this guy's played for, forever at Wisconsin. Like, it's not like this guy's like some project. He's played – three years of big 10 football. Like, why isn't he doing this, this little stuff? So I, I guess it was just kind of a NFL adjustment period that, that so many people have, but you know, we be, we, we become used to like running backs just immediately producing. So the bar is so high now for, for running backs, even if you're a second rounder or a third rounder. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we're, we're, we're very proud of him and you know who I'm also very proud of. And, and you told me about him last week, the young man, out of Wake Forest, John Wolford. Let, let's get a hand to him. Yes, sir. Let's get a hand to John Wolford. Yes. Sir. Because I started him in fantasy, and I don't know. He may have gotten point two points. I don't know how many points he got. But I started him in fantasy, and uh, he pulls out the win uh, against the Cardinals to get not only his team into the playoffs, but the Chicago Bears into the National Football League playoffs. Yep. Yep. How great is this? I mean, this guy can do it all, right? I mean, this guy can do it all. Now, I'll be honest. When he threw the pick at the uh, start of the game, I didn't feel great about what I had said on this very <laughs> podcast last week. I, in fact, I felt horrible. I immediately thought, oh, God. I, this was immediately like, all right, well, I'm going to have to eat that one. But ever since he made that throw, uh, that, that ill-fated throw, he – he really turned it around, you know. Look, he wasn't. I don't think he was winning any any fantasy leagues that. Oh you know, no, with his no. his stat. Line. But you know, he's a heck of a player. Uh, he's he threw for two hundred thirty one yards, rushed for another fifty six yards. Wasn't spectacular. Got the job done in a must win game. Really, just an impressive dude. I I think he's 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 a funny guy if you do some research on him. I, He's still got like a he's still got an active LinkedIn profile. Oh goodness! Where he's got he's got like professional athlete as his experience. Um, Interesting. So he's he's a funny guy, and and I don't know. I'm not gonna say I called it, um, but there is a chance he plays this week. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I want to dive into that Arizona game a little bit because I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it because okay. I was watching the Colts game, and I was also keeping an eye on Arizona and LA and. I'm or uh, Tennessee and Houston. I'm sorry. So, and I'm not used mm-hmm. to eight games at 4:25. So, it was just very overwhelming at times. But when I saw Kyler went out of that game, uh, okay, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you know Kyler Murray's going to re-injure that, right? You're going to put him out there, but you right. know he's going to get hurt again at some point in this game. So. You know, the Grey Cup champion comes in. What was his name? Uh, uh, Strebler. Chris Trevler. Chris, Chris Trevler. You know, uh, apparently big-time Canadian quarterback, the next Doug Flutie or whatever. 
right. and right. you know, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't know how he played. Did he play better or worse than John Wolford? How did that um, watch him a little bit more? Yeah, he was he was all right. I mean, it was just so bad offensively. Obviously he finished eighteen to seven in favor of the Rams. That seven for Arizona came on I think a a short touchdown off of that pick um, early in the game from from Strebler to some dude named Jonathan <coughs> Ward uh, for Arizona, which kind of tells you all you need to know. Um, yeah, it was it was an ugly game. I, I didn't watch all of it because of, of how ugly it was. But the, the parts I did watch, it was, you know, just ball control, Wolford just – Try not to make mistakes, and and this you know this LA Rams defense is legit. Um, oh yeah, and and when you look at Arizona. I know they had a lot of hype, um, sort of at the midseason point when they started off pretty hot. Um, but I'm I'm just I'm not a huge Cliff Kingsbury fan. I mean, you look at how they closed. Yeah. Obviously the the Hale Murray beating the barely beating the Bills, then lost to the Seahawks, lost to the Giants without a healthy Daniel Jones. Barely beat the Eagles, lose to the 49ers, who were starting, I think, in that game, C.J. Beathard. And now they lose this game to the to the Rams. So, you know, they were really set up for a, a pretty easy playoff berth. All they had to do was win a few of these these games, and, and they ended up losing, you know, what, six of their final seven. And, and all they needed to do was win a few of those games. So that that's concerning well, to me. And... Yeah, I'm happy for Bears fans because uh, well, the and Bears you, and you wonder, right now are better than Arizona. And you wonder how how hurt was Kyler right. during this stretch? You know, was Definitely he as healthy somewhere. as possible? Yeah, not obviously not. How hurt was he? Uh, does he come back next year? Maybe play a little better towards the stretch end. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Chicago's in it too. I think they're a more fun team to talk about. I know Arizona has Kyler and DeAndre, and that's cool. But when when Kyler's hurt, that wouldn't have been fun. We don't want to see Grey Cup champion, whatever whatever his name is. I, I still yeah. can't remember his name. I can remember John Wolford, but I can't remember that guy. Too many yeah, backup quarterbacks. Like, Chris Strebler going into the – Going into the Superdome isn't really a point. We yeah, that's not exactly – let's put that on Nickelodeon. That's not exactly right. – you know, that's not selling – that's not the selling Nickel- a lot of national audiences. Now, I'll tell you this. If they would have had him do, like, an interview with, like, Doug Flutie or something, like, this week, then that would have – that that could have maybe done, done done it for me. But – That could that could do good numbers, Yeah. Yeah, but no, you know, too many backup quarterbacks. We already had John Wolford. We didn't need another guy. You know, it's just, you know, one or the other. But I can't have both. So we got John Wolford. Yeah. And uh, speaking of backup quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky is in the playoffs for a moment. The Bears still get crushed by Green Bay like we had predicted. Um, Yeah, and and (laughs) no one listened to our podcast last week because I didn't air it, by the way. So right. <laughs> you keep saying that. That's fine. I, I, I'm not like trying to like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say anything wrong or anything, but uh, yeah. So Green Bay destroys them. They look really good. They got the one seed. Kansas City has the one seed, the AFC, Green Bay and the NFC. But Chicago sneaking here in here is a seven seed 
you know, they, they didn't play. I watched a little bit of that game. David Montgomery really has to kind of, he's, he's getting better though. I think Montgomery's getting better. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to fill, you know, obviously we recorded a pod that, that didn't air to fill people in. We, we, we trashed the bears on that pod, Very uh, much. which is always a fun exercise. Um, basically making the point that if you guys make the playoffs and maybe that means an extension for Trubisky, which is worst case scenario. I know the bears fans are talking themselves back into this guy again. I think he'll show his true colors this week against new Orleans, Jeez. but you're right. I mean, Montgomery has been playing better, you know, what 69 yards I only averaged three yards a carry this week. So not super efficient, but I mean, he has been playing much better, much, much better that I don't think we, we saw that coming. Um, but again, like it's, it's exactly what we said. And I know they didn't hear this, but if the Packers were playing their starters, this game wasn't going to be close. The Packers were playing their starters and this game wasn't close. Uh, I think Chicago's a, a decent team, but to pretend that they're among the NFC's elite is, is silly. I think uh, Trubisky's a, a problem, even though he's been playing decently. Like It's not like he's really hurting the team, but he's not spectacular either. And, and, and my concern is that you're going to end up giving this guy an extension because you don't have a lot of other options. And I get that. Like, look, they're going to be picking that minimum 20th in the draft. So you're not going to be able to get a, a top-tier quarterback there. You know, there's not a ton of options in free agency. Maybe you just but, – but then I hate when teams do that. I hate when it's like, oh, we don't have any other clear options, so let's just double down. Like, no, that is a bad idea if you're paying this guy any kind of money, uh, real money over long term. You know, I think he's a fine backup. I, I don't really think he's a starter on a good team. So that that's my holdup with, with the Bears. But fun team, good defense, um, good for good for the NFL when the Bears are good, certainly. Yeah, it's nice to have a historic team in there and a team that we can all gather around to mock at the same time because we know how inherently unlucky the Chicago Bears have been uh, since 1985. And really, you know, whether it's the double doink or losing uh, to the Super Bowl to my Colts when you had Rex Grossman as a quarterback, just some fine highlights of the past, you know, 40 years. You know, it's just fun to see this team in. People, you know, and I feel bad for these poor Bear fans. I mean, they're so battered. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, you know, you go back and forth. You go back and forth. Oh, Foles. Then, you know, Trubisky. Then Foles. Then Trubisky. It's like, you know, this guy mm-hmm. finally gets on the bench. And you think, great, we're done with this guy. And then, you know, it's he resurrects again. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you know, and somehow you make the playoffs. And now Nagy is right. probably going to keep being the coach unless, you know, they want to fire him. I mean, that you know, you're making the playoffs, so there's not really an excuse to do that. Um, even though he's not that great of a coach, so you know, if you're the the Bears, you know, you got to feel happy, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, like, do we really want Trubisky? We're kind of stuck in this like middle area, this middle no man's right. land, and you know, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I because I have many Bears fans in my life, like I said last week. And, you know, they are just so blah. Like, they're blah. Like, the right. Bears are just a blah right. franchise. I mean, they're just one of those teams where you're like, oh, they made the playoffs. But they may be one of the worst teams in the league, just secretly. Like, not very good. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and 
you know, I, I think I've said this on the, the pod before, but, you know, that, that no man's land, that gray area is, in my opinion, the worst spot for NFL teams to be in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's that zone where maybe you're in the first round of the playoffs, but you have no chance of winning, or, or maybe you just missed the playoffs, like, you know, a, a Las Vegas or, or an Arizona but you don't have a high, then you don't have a high draft pick enough to make get a real difference maker. But you're not in the playoffs, and you just kind of stay the same. And I just think that's the worst spot to be. Like I would always, always, always advocate for a higher draft pick um, because I think that that does matter. And you know when you're 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 the Bears and you need the, the higher draft pick because you you in theory need a quarterback, but but that's kind of the dilemma that they have. And look, they got other free agents. I know Allen Robinson's a free agent. That guy's going to command 18 million plus a year. I think they have a few others. They got to make some big decisions. And if you're going to be paying Trubisky north of 20 million a year for an extended period of time, I mean, it just sounds funny coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I mean, it's, this is just bizarre, but, uh, but that could happen. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, this that's is the, that's the going rate for quarterbacks. It's insane, uh, you know. And uh, I don't even know if I'd spend a million on Trubisky, let alone north of twenty million. Unbelievable! It's just it's crazy what some like some of these decisions are just so tough. Like, what do you? I think Sam Darnold's uh, contract is up after next year. What do you pay that guy? Like, what do you pay him? Annually? Indianapolis Colts will pay Sam Darnold. However much money he like, wants to come be our quarterback. Like, he hasn't really right done now. anything, but he's got so much potential. Like, do you pay him 20? Like, I don't know. I don't I don't envy the job of NFL GMs. And, yes, I think he'd be a good fit on, on the Colts. Yeah. I don't envy them at all, but you know what? You know what I don't envy? The fact that Week 17 is over. And that means it's playoff football. And I'm kind of sad. Yes, sir. Because no more red zone. No more tons of football on Sundays. Now we are starting to funnel these teams. We have six games this week. Aiden, it's not just wild card weekend. It is super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. A lot of new wrinkles. A lot of new wrinkles to this wild card round this year. Obviously, the six games we've talked about. But the streaming and the different magnitudes of channels you can find in these games is absolutely unbelievable. It's of epic proportions. We've never seen anything quite like this. Uh, obviously, you can get it on CBS, Fox, NBC, ABC, ESPN, your basic networks. Guess who's joining the fun? Just when you thought we didn't have enough networks, they're going to march madness this thing. They are going to have this on Freeform. They're going to have it on Peacock. They're going to have it on Nickelodeon, some of these games. Yep. I, I don't even know what games are on what networks. I know that obviously ESPN has done this with the BCS or Playoff Megacast, where they have it on like 15 different channels. I think they make right. up channels just so that they have a place to put the game. I know March Madness does this with True TV, TNT, TBS, and CBS. People don't know what True TV is until March Madness, and that's like a whole different thing. But 
who is sitting down and saying to themselves, you know what we need? We need the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints to be on Nickelodeon. I, I, what, what, who's yeah. coming up with this stuff is my question. I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fascinating to see like the ratings and everything from this because. I mean, I they're, they're gonna have know. this big halftime show. I didn't know that was a thing. This is wild card week. This ain't the Super Bowl, you know. I, there's gonna be a huge halftime show. Slime. I don't. What? What? what I don't understand this. Is, is is it not reaching kids enough? I don't. Well, I don't know. that's the the thing, right? Like, I just don't. Who's the audience for this? Like, who is turning turning on Nickelodeon? I I don't get that. And well, was B Dubs gonna guess... have the slime uh, version of this game on? Is is are sports bars gonna have the Nickelodeon where Drew Brees is gonna get slimed every five minutes? I mean, what? <laughs> well, I mean, what's and, what's and going on here? Explain, I, don't, I don't explain what you mean by the slime because for people who haven't like heard about that, I, I think that's pretty unclear. So, uh, you mean the whole slime with Nickelodeon, or what's the, yeah the whole slime thing? Yeah. So Nickelodeon loves this green gooey slime, and it almost looks like <laughs> Shrek's blood or something. It's a thick gooey slime, and they use this. They've used it for I don't know forty years, ever since Nickelodeon started, and they love to to slime people. Um. I, I used to watch the, the Nick Choice Awards or whatever those were, and Jack Black hosted for like 35 years. He always would host I remember those, those yeah. He'd yeah. always host it every year. I don't care what you say. He hosted that thing forever. And people would always get slime. And you got the green goo. I don't know what they're going to do with this and how they're going to incorporate the slime, but you know Nickelodeon is going to. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. I don't know if they're going like, to no, turn the but... screen green every five minutes. I don't know what's going to happen. But no, there was a there was like a commercial for it where like players were like yeah there was like slime coming out of play like I don't even know it, it's this is it's not strange it's a strange I, I mean but at the same time like I'm tuning in I gotta see what this looks yeah, like yeah <laughs> I'm definitely gonna see what's up and then the other thing is freeform okay and freeform for everybody is basically the home for Harry Potter if you want to watch Harry yeah. Potter. It is on Freeform. Every every weekend is Harry Potter weekend. If you want to watch it's, Harry Potter, it's, it's on there yeah, every it's, weekend. It's the old uh, ABC A- Family. Yeah, where you can ABC watch, Family. Yeah. You can watch like the 12 Days of Christmas and all that stuff. So it, it's weird. I love watching it around the holidays, but no, not none other time. Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand that. And then NBC is having it on Peacock. Right. which is a free streaming service and they're really pushing the office on that now. So my question is why when NBC, when they can just get viewers on their ba- like uh, when you can just go to NBC and watch it, why would you go to Peacock and watch it? I don't understand. Well, that. yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, trying you know to, what promote I'm saying? The, trying to promote the service, I, I guess, but I don't know. I, I don't think Peacock is gaining any, any viewers just because they haven't won NFL game, uh, you know I I'm partial to HBO Max. I've been I had that recently Same. and that is extremely nice uh, for anyone who hasn't. No free ads, but fifteen dollars a month is expensive. Very good product. Uh, 
Peacock, I have no idea about. It doesn't sound great. I'm I'm an Office fan, but I'm not willing to pay whatever their thing is for it. So. Well, it's free. It's free. Oh, it's free. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so the thing, we have Xfinity here in Indiana. I don't know if Xfinity's a – surely Xfinity's like a nationwide thing. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. So the thing is, Xfinity for us at least gives us Peacock and HBO – Max, because we get HBO. So HBO Max comes free with, since we already get HBO. And then Peacock came free. Peacock came free with Xfinity. So my dad loves watching The Office on it. It's annoying because he's already binging The Office. I've seen The Office like five years ago. So I'm annoyed by that. He's watching like The Office every five minutes. But this is like, there's just too much now, you know? Fox, CBS, NBC, it's on everywhere. It's on ABC now. I don't, you know, there's just so much going on. And, you know, we start breaking it down these games. Like, I don't even know what networks. I mean, like, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune into the Nickelodeon one. I'm oh, really, absolutely. I'm really surprised. The, 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 you Trubisky, know, the Trubisky Nickelodeon combo is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be great. And, you know, I mean, he's got to, like, there's going <laughs> to. I don't know. I, I can just see him on like a Nick show. I can just see him on like an episode of Drake and Josh. Just yeah. being like one of Drake's skater friends or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I can friend. I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. I but see uh, yeah. I could see it. So let's break down the slate, man. We got some good right, wild man. card games. Yeah. So uh, this is the Frank Reich Bull right here. Indianapolis traveling to Buffalo. Where Buffalo is favored by six and a half. It's a one o'clock, one o five on CBS. I have the Bills winning by seven. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, these two teams haven't played this year. Um, Correct. So you know no that's a rarity. Prior, no prior evidence. Yeah, that is. I think a lot of these games are rematches. Uh, Very much. Yeah. In one think, case from the week before. Yeah, I think there's only two that, right? I think everybody else. Had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and very we rare. Get that a lot, you know. That that's that's kind of cool to see uh, one that's not a rematch. I'm really excited for this game because I think the Bills are really good, and if they're able to win this game comfortably, that would give me some hope as to them being legitimate challengers to Kansas City. Um, I also think. I also like the Colts. I like the Colts defense. Um, but man, I just, I think there's a firepower um, disadvantage here for, for Indy. There's a firepower mismatch here um, in favor of Buffalo. They've got a, a significantly more explosive quarterback. Um, obviously that Indy has Taylor who is just a workhorse running back. Um, but you know, with the bills weapons and digs and, a stable of other receivers who, who I really like uh, Brown. I, I really like and the tight end Knox. I really like, they've got some guys out there and, and more importantly, they got the guy who can deliver it to him and Allen um, good, good running backs. You know, both teams have good defenses. I'd maybe give the Colts a slight nod. Um, but, you know, I'm, I think we both agree that the Buffalo has just been playing better recently. It's, it's hard to go against them on their home field. Yeah, and I haven't looked at the weather, but I'm assuming the weather is going to be some sort of a factor on yeah, Saturday. I got to pull that up. I got to pull that up. Because that is a huge factor. And while you're pulling that up, I just want to say, so uh, Frank Reich used to play for Buffalo. 
and he actually led them to that. I believe it was that playoff comeback against the Oilers, right? That was mm. the one. Because yep. weren't the Bills in the Music City Miracle and the and the Frank Reich? Weren't they in both those? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy that they're both those games, the Bills at least. Um, yep. So that's kind of weird. He, I'm, I'm glad he gets to play his old team. The thing is, the Colts for them to win this ball game. I know it sounds very obvious, but they have to run the football consistently. Yep. They cannot run it a lot in the first half and then run it twice in the second half. That just yep can't be happening they have to run the ball consistently they have to run screens with Hines and the defense has to get going Buckner has to get to the quarterback they must keep Josh Allen off the field and that's the case for these whole playoffs for the Colts you keep Mahomes off the field you keep Lamar off the field you keep Josh Allen off the field you know the only quarterback I'm not worried about in these playoffs in the AFC Ryan Tannehill that's it everybody else Allen Mahomes Whoever else, Baker Mayfield, I'm worried. Get him out. Big Ben, I'm not as worried about. Big Ben and Ryan, I'm not. But Baker off, Lamar, you know. So get, keep them off the field, consistent running the ball down the throat, push the offensive line, get, get penetration at the point of attack. Phillip can't turn the ball over. That's how he win the game. But I think the Bills are just too good offensively. And Stephon Diggs is just one of the best – he is the best primary receiver in the National Football League at this moment. So that's how they're going to win that game, is his yep. deep threat and Josh Allen's arm. He's just so good. Um, and the fact that uh, – and I'll, I'll keep bringing it up, and I hate to beat it like a dead horse, but I can't believe Patrick Feltz came on one of my podcasts and said that he'd rather have Daniel Jones than Josh Allen. I just couldn't believe he said that. I was – and I know that was a while ago, but I just – I can't, I can't get that out of my head. I just can't. It was just one of the most unbelievable things I've ever heard, and it continues to be. Well, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Alan has really, um, I, you know, I made, I made the case on the pod that will not be heard by your listeners that, uh, you know, he, he should be more of an MVP candidate, if not the MVP uh, of the season. So. You know, I, I think very highly of Josh Allen, as I think we all do. Uh, certainly, I think he'll win if, one MVP at some point. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. He's, I think he's he's proven um, himself, and you know, it's just unfortunately for the Colts and 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 for the longest time we've said that defense wins championships and and the whole bit, and maybe that's still true. But uh, you know, today it's just it's more about the explosive offense. Um, and you know, I think Nick Saban a little while back said, you know, times are changing and, and good offense beats good defense now. And the Colts have a great defense and average offense. And and unfortunately I think that'll do them in against Buffalo, but look, Buffalo's a great team. There's no shame in that. I think the Colts will, will fight to the end as, as they have all year. So what's the, what's the weather looking like in Buffalo? Yeah, so it's a high of 30, um, no snow, okay. well, that's, clear skies. Well, that's pretty warm. Yeah, it's not too bad. All right. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. So that won't be a factor, uh, obviously. So, yeah, with that out of the way, I'm actually going to take Buffalo by by six then. I'll take Buffalo okay. by six. I know that's not so much of a change, but, you know, I think it's a close game. I really I do. think so too. I think so too. I'll go, I'll go Buffalo by 10, but I think it's – it's it's a closer game than than that score. I think they just they win by ten. 
Okay. Well, you can catch that one at 105 on CBS. I'm not used to early Saturday playoff football. That's weird. So that's 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 very different, and I'm glad. Glad we have that. So yeah, we don't really cool. have like a, a, um, a complete dud of a matchup on, on the slate. So, Although maybe this next game. You're well, Bucks. Buck, no, Bucks. Bucks and the football team. Yeah, yeah. no. Bucks Giants would have been way better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because the Giants almost beat them, too. Yeah. So, so be it. Thanks, uh, Doug. We get to see Johnny Wolford. I, I believe he's going to start this game. Unless Goff. I think, can Goff come back this week? I think I he's going to be a game time decision. All right. All right. Well, either way, we're going to have a fun matchup. Rams at the Seahawks. These teams just played a few weeks back. It's 440 on Fox. Seattle is favored by three and a half. Yeah, I like Seattle by three. Yeah. I think that's a good line. I think if Wolford starts, the line goes up for Seattle. Yeah, it's probably Seattle uh, by a touchdown. Um, you know, look, I haven't been super impressed by, by Seattle, but uh, I think they're a little bit better. I really like LA's defense, but if it's Wolford and – and Russell, I don't know how you you bet against Wilson there. Yeah, it's it's you know we were getting we were giving him a lot of buzz at the beginning of the season, and he's kind of uh, went off the beaten path a little bit. But when it comes down to it, it's playoff football in Seattle, and that's really all you got to say. Yep, it's really that's what it boils down to. They're at home. I like Seattle by three. This game will be tight. NFC West uh, compadres, they play each other a lot. I, I like Seattle to, to grind it out by three. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think it looks like Wolford's going to play. Um, but All right. Um, I think he's he's capable of, of – I mean, look, Colt McCoy beat the Seahawks earlier this year. So he, he's capable. That is true. Um, but I just – I don't know. I, I got to take Russ even though. The Seahawks team uh, yeah. never fails to surprise in the weirdest ways. This this is a fairly boring game, but I mean, you got some interesting storylines. Well, I'll tell you what. The next one I think could be the worst game of the weekend. I'm just gonna be brutally honest. Okay. Because Tampa Bay visiting Landover, Mar- or you know, Washington D.C. Right. Especially with everything going on right now uh, in the world. Uh, and especially there in D.C. in the Capitol. I don't know what's going to happen. Apparently, nothing is changing as of now with all that going on. Um, Tampa's still going to go and play the game there, which I think I think is surprising, uh, personally. But uh, Tampa's favored by eight and a half. Yeah, I, I like that line, and I like Tampa to win Yeah, uh, this game. I think they win by two scores. Yeah, yeah, I mean – you know, watching the football team last week um, doesn't instill confidence that they would be able to cover this spread. Um, they looked pretty poor in a game that they had to win against a team that was playing half their backups. Um, so, look, I mean, Tampa's been rolling. I think they, they get the job done here. Um, you know, I think Ron Rivera came out and said, like, yeah, I might even go quarterback by committee because that's how kind of poor Alex Smith has played. Oh, wow. They might throw t- Taylor Heineke in there. Um, oh, all right. So, look, I mean, 
when you're saying things like that, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Washington has an awesome front seven, really just generally an awesome defense. But, man, they just don't have they the do. horses to keep up with Brady and Evans and Brown and Godwin and, and Gronk. Yeah, too much talent. And, honestly, if if I were – if I were NBC, I'd put this game on Peacock. Yeah. This is the game I don't I'd... know how this got the night slot. Yeah, and I think that's terrible. Well, I think it's Brady. That's why. Yeah. Which I think is a terrible rule. Because whenever he was with New England, they always gave him the Saturday primetime game. So they're giving him the same treatment here. I think Colts Bills would have made a great Saturday night game. Yeah, I think it's. You stick this game at 1 o'clock on Saturday on Peacock or something. Yeah, the, the Colts Bills is the best game of the day. Sure. Yeah, I'm very, very disappointed with uh, NBC scheduling lately. My, very disappointed. Dick Ebersol, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, what, what, what is NBC Sports doing? I don't understand. It's it. not great. It's terrible. Um, is your uh, is your boy Brandon Godden going to be announcing any of these? Do you know? I don't know. I should I should uh, hit him up. Maybe he is. Because that would be cool. Yeah, that would. Be I, cool. I'd appreciate that. That would be cool. Especially since he's the voice of Madden. I feel like he should get one of these games at least for CBS. For CBS purposes, yep. All right, let's move to Sunday. I think all these games are solid for Sunday. Um, 105 on ABC. It wasn't going to be just on ESPN. I'm glad they moved it to ABC, get a better audience. Ravens and Titans, Mm -hmm. both 11 and 5. Great game. Baltimore is favored by three and a half. I like Baltimore by 10 points against the Titans. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think, uh, look, the way these two teams, I mean, look, I, I've, I said it last week, Baltimore is playing really, really well right now. Um, they absolutely deserve to be favored in this game, especially with how Tennessee looked, barely squeaking out a win over, you know, a feisty Houston team. Um I like Baltimore by 10 as well. I think it might even be more than that. I do think Tennessee wow. puts up a fight just because, you know, we, yeah, I guess it's the elephant in the room, but we, we don't know what to expect from Lamar in a big game. We haven't really seen it. Um, yeah. Will they be yeah. able to get him out of his comfort zone like they did last year? Maybe. I don't know. It just feels like. Well, and these, uh, who won the game a few weeks back? What was that? Didn't Ravens win that, right? Wasn't that overtime? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, that was Ravens, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. So, Derrick Henry's got to get going. I don't know what the weather's like in Tennessee, um, but I'm guessing it's about the same as it will be in Indiana. I'm just assuming yeah, that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just assuming it's going to be decently. If, if it's nice in Buffalo, it's probably nice everywhere. So, you know. Good weather in Tennessee. You know, can they get the run game established? Obviously, Derrick Henry has to get going for them to even have a chance to win this football game. Um, their defense, I don't think, can stop Lamar. Uh, I think Lamar could have a really big day running and passing. Uh, they played a lot of terrible teams. So, kind of, you know, it, it was good to feed the stomach, but now you finally get an entree if you're, you're the Ravens here in the playoffs. And uh, they're going to get going, and I think they can win this game by a lot of points. Yeah, the last point about that that game is just the, you know, sometimes I like to look at these games as, you know, 
there's four units on the field. Each team has obviously an offense and a defense. So what's the weakest unit on the field, right, across both teams? And this game yeah. is clearly uh, Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's defense has not been good all yeah. year. Uh, Baltimore's defense has been very good. Their offense has been eh, all right, and, and Tennessee's offense has been very good. But Tennessee's defense is is, is weak. Uh, I don't think a lot of people quite realize that uh, because they have some big names on there. They're not very good. They haven't been good all year. And I think maybe they get a little bit exposed in this game. We'll see. Yeah, just like Reed Murray's hot takes and uh, his picks when he comes onto my podcast, just not very good. You know, I mean, Tennessee's defense, also not very good. I mean, they're, they're just not suited for this offense coming in uh, at home, and uh, Lamar's just going to have a field day, I think. I really do. I, I, it's going to be one of those games for Lamar where he kind of steps up and proves himself. I agree. I think it's a good matchup for Baltimore and um... – you know, I think they would have rather played played Tennessee than Indy, for sure. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Um, well, they beat Indianapolis, too. Right. All right. right. I just think, uh, this I just think so that would be, a, Indy's a tough one because they have the strong defense and they'll, they'll grind it out on you. Yeah. We, I mean, Colts should have won the division, but that's, that's, in, the, that's in the past. So I'm going to move on from that. But, uh, Finally, we finally get to it. The Chicago Bears traveling down south to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The 8-8 eight eight Bears against 12-4 Saints on Wild Card Weekend. 440 on CBS and Nickelodeon. This line is absolutely bonanza. New Orleans by 10 is the line. Wow. That is so high. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I like the Bears to cover that. Uh, As do I. Weirdly, uh, I don't. I would never bet any money, real money, on Mitch Trubisky, but I, I do think that's a little too high for a playoff game. You know, you, just the motivations of these guys—they care so. They care. They care way too much to to get blown out in these games. Usually, um, so we'll see. Uh, I think. The Bears are able to kind of give them some problems because that defense is is solid, and you know New Orleans hasn't hasn't always um, been stellar on offense. They've been very good on defense, and and I expect they they'll shut down Mitch Trubisky and that offense pretty easily. But their offense for New Orleans has not been incredible this year. Chicago's defense is always good, uh, so I think you know the Bears present some problems there. Uh, but but obviously the, the storyline here is is the Nickelodeon broadcast. Um, it may very well be a good game, but I'm just fascinated by this. I need <laughs> to see what it looks like, and I'll be tuning in to the Nickelodeon broadcast for that reason. So I don't know if Jim and Tony are going to get this game, or I don't know what game they're going to get. Are they going to get Bills Colts? Probably. probably. Really Jim yeah. and Tony are doing Bills Colts, yeah, right? Think. So I don't know. First of all. Bears Saints on CBS is I don't understand right. that. Have that on Fox. I don't I don't understand why. Last week Arizona and uh, Los Angeles was also on CBS. I don't understand. Yeah, it's that. weird. Why are they doing NFC games on CBS? I don't like it. I, I they've been doing that recently, and I don't understand that. So I don't understand why they're doing Bears Saints on CBS. Doesn't make sense. But my idea to you is. Can we please have Drake and Josh call this game for Nickelodeon? That would be great. 
Who who have Josh Peck? Have Drake Bell? Who is calling the game Why not? for Nickelodeon? Do, are, do they have announcers, <laughs> or is it just like a Ryan Seacrest type of thing where like there's one guy and he's just like, "All right, so we're gonna pick another player. You guys vote on what player we should slime." And then <laughs> you know it's like, "Oh, Khalil Mack." You know we're gonna slime Khalil Mack. It's like I don't know what what's going on with that. Uh, are they just gonna have the CBS telecast? On Nickelodeon? I don't understand right, so, this. So I don't I'm, get it. I'm fascinated by this. I'm pulling up a DraftKings article about what this is going to look like. All right. So let's see here. Is... Can, I, can I ask you a question yeah. as well? Since you're looking that up. Are there – is there like a number? Are there bets going on of like how many times a player is going to get slimed like over under – Oh, Drew Brees is going to get slimed ten oh, times. You're right. Or there's, like, is there is there lines like that? There's got to be some prop bets up. Um, I I don't see yeah. this here, but there there has to be. So, yeah, Nate Nate Burleson and Noah Eagle on the call. Uh, Noah Eagle is that Ian's, Ian's grandson? Son, I think. Yeah. So Ian's son is calling and, that. And game. Gabriel Nevea Green, who I guess is a Knicks star. No, now how old is Noah Eagle? Because he's got to be like yeah. 12 years old. There's no way this dude's yeah, an adult. he's got to be young, right? I mean, what is he? Yeah, he's 22. Now, how do we not get Tony Romo's son on here? How do we not shoehorn back I don't know. So, so you get a uh, – we're going to have a special SpongeBob SquarePants pregame show hosted by, hosted oh, by Von God. Miller. <laughs> dear God, that sounds uh, horrendous. He's injured too. Is he just, just limp yeah, around? And hang out yeah, with SpongeBob? That sounds what awful. It, what it'll be. So uh Oh my lord. It's geared for kids. Um it's gonna feature a lot of slime. Have you been waiting I, for the right time to introduce your children to the game of football is the tagline. Good lord. This sounds horrendous. And I thought ESPN doing the mega cast was just unbelievably dumb, but this oh wow, this is a whole new level of dumb. And I'll tell you this, I, were, I wish we could have had the whole Steelers-Browns game because then they would have shown, like, replays of, like, Miles Garrett, uh, you know, and, and Mason Rudolph with the whole right. helmet thing. That would have been great, too, for kids. I, man, this is going to be great. I love this. I, I, I love everything about this. Let's get Iron Eagle's son. I can't wait for that. He's going to have the glasses. He's going to be so yeah, fun. It, I can't wait for great. this. This it's is going to be great. great. I, I'm as I've said, I'm I'm very interested in, in what it's gonna look like. So that that's gonna be a good one. As for the actual game, yeah, I've got the the Saints by seven. Yeah, I you know what? The other thing too about this, something's gotta come to a head here because you have Chicago, a team that has been torturized by just double doinks and just absolutely bad uh luck over the couple of years. And then you have the Saints who Ever since they've won that Super Bowl, it's basically been just also unlucky plays and unlucky calls. I mean, you have obviously the L.A. pass interference, uh, the the miracle catch in against Minnesota, yeah. uh, all all these things, right? So it kind of comes to a head here. What's going to give? Oh, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm going to take Chicago by wow. I think New Orleans is stagnant. There's and there and there always is one of those teams, and I think Bill Simmons says it best. No one believes in us. 
That could be the Chicago team. It could be. Um, but they're You never know. I just think New Orleans' offense is too stagnant. That's fair. I, I do think it'll be low scoring. Um, but I, I just think the Saints are more too talented to lose this one. I just I, I'm looking at it because someone's got to upset somebody. You would think, yeah. I'm feeling think. like, and you know, I, I'm not thinking it's Washington. You know, Rams don't look great with Walford, and uh, someone's got to give. I think Chicago finds a way. You know, New Orleans just always has that. Every year we're so great, and then we come to the wild card weekend, or you know, a divisional round, or something, and they just uh, somehow they're losing the game. I don't know. Yeah, it hasn't but... been great recently. That's for sure. So, plus, you know, uh, you never know. It's on Nickelodeon. So, if it's on Nickelodeon, who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a crab sheet. And I'll tell you this. I don't know how many PSAs we're going to see a Drew Brees and, and play 60 or whatever, but there's going to be about 30,000 of those. Yeah, those and that's, that's going to be annoying. Yeah, hype up. He's going to be like, oh, kids, eat an apple and then go play catch with your mom. It's like it's the, same, it's the same commercial. But we now move to the Sunday night game. We saw this game last week. Cleveland visiting Pittsburgh to take on a team that will have big bets. Pittsburgh is favored by six in this game. What, what do you think? Yeah, you know, obviously worth mentioning, the Browns have had some serious COVID trouble. Um, Very much, Kevin Stefanski, yeah. the head coach, who is going to be one of the favorites for coach of the year, um, he is, is not going to be coaching this game. Uh, Joel, Joel Batonio, oh, wow. who's a Pro Bowl left guard for Cleveland, he is not going to be playing. Um think yeah 17 players over the last two weeks have been placed on the the COVID list um not which doesn't mean they have it just means either they have it or they're they're close contact um so yeah I mean just just kind of hard to take Cleveland here which you know sucks for a team and a franchise that has waited this long to have its moment and now you know it gets derailed by COVID um but like Look, man, I think we'll, as we've seen, anything can can happen with this Steelers team. I'm going to take the Browns by three points. Um, call me crazy. I don't really feel confident in this, but I just have not been a fan of this, this Steelers team, and they seem like the team that is most um, vulnerable as far as a letdown, uh, as far as a choke job. Um, and Cleveland obviously has yeah. – does not at all have history on its side, but maybe this is the year where they turn things around. And, and what better to, time to do it than when they have all this, this COVID adversity? Yeah, you know, I, I think you got a point there. I don't know. I just, I'm getting a feel in Pittsburgh okay. by seven. It's at home for them. You know, I think Big Ben is out to kind of set the record straight. I know they had some bad weeks there for a while, but, you know, uh, he had a rest last week, he had a week off. You know, Mason Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer got some playing time, so good for him. Uh, you know, and and uh, I think he's going to be rested, well relaxed, and ready to go. And uh, this is the start of a, basically another season. You know, going into the playoffs is like a whole new season. So, you know, I mean, for him, uh, Gene, that, that's the most key for them at this point. And I think the Steelers come out with a win by seven. I think the Browns, you know, 
I, I think the really hyped everybody's like, oh, I haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. And teams like that, they get so much hype blown up their anus, just kind of implode, yeah. I think. I remember remember when the Bills, everybody was like, oh, the Bills made the playoffs, and they haven't made the playoffs since 1999. And, you know, then they lose in the wild card, the, you know, whoever, I forget who they lost to that year in 2017. But, you know... It's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, we're, you know, oh, they haven't made the playoffs. Yeah, well, you know, they're going to lose now because they're they're so, you know, hyper-focused. That, oh, we made the playoffs. Right. You know, is that good enough? You know, how long can we last? So, I, I like Pittsburgh by 70. I think that's a good yeah, spot. Yeah, I, I, so. I see your point. Uh, I just think – I just want to pick Cleveland, so I'm going to. Um, and I, I And I, I completely understand that. I really do. I think this game's a complete toss-up and, and, as well. And, you know, this is, I guess – for me, the upset of the week, since none of the other ones, I picked the upset. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully there's there's more upsets. The more chaos, the better when your team is sitting at home on the couch like mine is. So Yeah. I mean, really, I think the takeaway from this whole week, by the way, that Pittsburgh game is going to be okay. on Peacock. The other one, the other NBC okay. game is not, which I don't understand. But whatever. It's not like I'm going to watch right. it on Peacock right. anyway, so it doesn't matter. But the real takeaway from this weekend is the Nickelodeon stuff. I think that by far is the most exciting. Talk about putting the super and super wild card. Absolutely. Weekend. That that's the Nickelodeon. I mean, I can't wait to see Ian Eagle's son and Hey Arnold and <laughs> you know uh, the Rugrats. I, I I don't know what I'm gonna say. They're they're gonna like I, I don't know, but it's gonna be wild. This weekend's gonna be so much fun. Six games. This this is uh this is great. I'm excited for the this Nickelodeon game. game. I'm excited. Bears and Saints. The Nickel uh, the Nickelodeon. I'm game. sure we will have our full uh kind of breakdown next week of, of what this Nickelodeon game what happened in the Nickelodeon game on the field and then of course the broadcast side of it because man, I I this is really important football, but man, this is just Brandon Gone should, should get he, the Nickelodeon game. Not not uh, not Noah Eagle. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. We'll, we'll we'll see how we'll we'll grade Noah Eagle's performance uh, on next week's pod. We'll do that. And uh go ahead and uh while you're at it, check out the Hoosier experience. You did an interview with Brandon Godden of Madden EA, uh, and it's a great interview, and I'm I'm jealous that you got to be on there yeah. with him. So uh, yeah, so listen to that and check that out. Uh, and Hoosier basketball's getting into full Absolutely. swing. Absolutely, it's uh, so. that time of year. Yeah, check out that interview with Brandon. That was a, you know, kind of more IU based interview as he does do some of the IU games. So I kind of just talked to him about IU because I didn't have him for that long. I am going to be sitting down with him in the near future to do a longer interview where maybe we'll discuss yeah. more football and. If, if he ever if he ever wants to come on an NFL podcast, I am always open for him. I will meet him in the middle of the desert and and do a podcast. I'll go hey, anywhere he, I to think, talk to I God. Think, so. uh, he needs to come on. He needs to come on the TDP. I I love that, Aiden. We love having you as always. I know you're busy. Thank you for carving time to be with us, and I hope you're with us next week for yes, uh, division. I'll talk to you next division week, buddy. Run.